Ready? Yeah. We're already done. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Quotes and Chokes podcast episode number 14. Uh, I'm Nick Angeloni. I'm Arun Pagosian, and our guest today is Josh the Cuddly Bear, Copeland, one of the best heavyweights in the world, who will be fighting in the PFL tournament October 5th in Louisiana, New Orleans, right? Correct. Uh, next week. Uh, I was watching you spar. You're looking very sharp. How has training camp been? Man, I have... Uh Accomplished the number one goal today, which was stay healthy. Stay healthy. So, it's uh, always the last part. Oh, one. dude, I'm sitting there, no cuts, no bruised ribs, don't jack shoulder or anything. And uh, man, it's nice to know I'm in shape. It's nice to know I'm going in without going sea level. Yeah, three. it's, it's got to be. It's got to be tough when you're heavyweight when the partners are like limited. Because I know me. We have, we have a ton of lightweights on the team, right? And luckily, all the heavyweights here are cool guys, as far as I know. I've never sparred with any of them, thank God. But, um, <laughs> I sparred Josh. Josh is the coolest sparring partner. Is he? Yeah. Uh, or no, I sparred with you, yeah. But, uh, gentle giant. But what I mean is, like, with, amongst all the people that are my size, I'm choosy, especially at the end of camp, you know? Yeah. I'm like, mm, you no, I'll spar with you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're heavyweight and there's only fucking three guys your size, you're like... Fuck it. <laughs> Cross the fingers. <laughs> last sparring camp, last sparring day, I, I legit make a prayer. I'm like, God, please keep me healthy. Just let me make it through today. <laughs> right. And we'll be good. Yes. I say that prayer every, every sparring day. <laughs> please. <laughs> I mean, I say it low-key, but a special one. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, so, uh, for everybody listening, this is um, the second attempt at our episode with Josh. Uh, we had uh, some technical difficulties <coughs> last Sorry, episode. Uh, someone didn't do their job. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, so let's kind of recap. I know we've talked about this already, um, but uh, listeners haven't heard it. So, before we kind of get into some of the deeper stuff, tell everybody. Let's talk about like your. Well, first, let's talk about your history, your past, and how you got into MMA, and then we'll kind of get into some present more present stuff yeah man my story's a little long so i'll condense it okay <laughs> uh, man i so i grew up in arkansas where they had no wrestling and i had podunk mountain home what, arkansas what do they have in arkansas well i think they've got put, corn there <laughs> where where i grew up in mountain home small town uh what's population uh when i lived there around nine thousand. And that That's was tiny. that was the largest town for a couple hours in all directions. So everybody knew each other. Yeah, everybody knows each other's business. Mm. Very true. And that's that being the biggest town. It's like unless you're going to Little Rock or or Springfield, Missouri. You know, you're you don't have. I mean, I w- we grew up where uh, when when we would go to Springfield, a treat would be going to Red Lobster or or Olive Garden. It was always, hey, where where do you want to eat oh. this time? You know, just because you don't, we, we didn't fancy have stuff. We, we didn't have any of those chained restaurants in uh, in Mountain Home. So, but growing up there, uh, I was just a football player uh, through shot put and all that, and wound up going off to school. Uh, went to college for youth ministry and uh, went two years in Louisville, Kentucky. Then I transferred to uh, Dallas Baptist University and in Dallas back in two thousand five. Wound up uh, a friend in history class invited me to go do jujitsu. I never heard of jujitsu back then, and told me it was just like wrestling. But to finish them, you submit them. So went and checked it out. Went to Travis Luter's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu there, and uh, 
Yeah, fell in love with it. Uh, you ended up near a good school, huh? Well, what city did you say you were going to college in? I missed in that. In Dallas. In Dallas, okay. Dallas sorry. there. Uh, but it was also, uh, at that point in time in my life, I was literally doing jujitsu just to help keep the weight off. Mm-hmm. Just because I was a big boy and wanted to do the ministry stuff and all that. So, But one thing led to another. About two and a half, three years into doing jujitsu, I ran into my buddy Justin Wren. And the big pygmy. The the yeah, my boy. <laughs> uh, he was the Viking back then. Okay. And uh, so met him, and him and I hit it off. He looks like a Viking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Straight yes. off the Norwegian boat. Exactly. <laughs> you both do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if Josh and uh, uh, Justin, they like invading. <laughs> a bunch of, oh. bunch of Justin's, a bunch of Josh's coming in on boats. How petrifying would that be? Yeah, for real. <laughs> take our land, take our women. <laughs> I, I'm interested in the food. <laughs> uh, uh, no, so good. Sorry. no, you're good. So met Justin, him and I hit it off, became best friends, main training partners, roommates. Uh, he made it on the show, The Ultimate Fighter, and uh, he's the one that kept uh, planting seeds in my head. And, hey, you should think about fighting. Hey, you got what it this is. and that. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, he gets off the Ultimate Fighter, does really well. R- Rashad Evans, Trevor Whitman, out of grudge, invited him to come up train full time and told full time. And uh, him and I moved up here fall of two thousand nine. So next hmm. month and is. You're roommates, huh? Yeah, we were. Right. Yeah, so next month is what? Next month oh, is nine years in Colorado. Nice. So hey, Colorado is by far the favorite place I've ever lived. Yes, Armenia, Europe, like uh, New York, Colorado, Denver. Like I don't want to live anywhere else. Nice. Yeah. I agree, man. I, I I love the people down in Texas, but to me it's like you can't beat the mountains, the weather. Mm-hmm. You got all four seasons. You guys never lived at the beach, have you? No. It's too hot. Yeah, I have. Actually. In <laughs> Estonia. It's not too hot, man. It's, it's cold. Let me tell you about San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Mid-70s, 300 days out of the year. That's true. I've never been to San Diego, and that here is pretty dope there, too. So. I like mid-70s. Yeah. Mid-70s is pretty... That's my favorite. But you're also you're also like um, paying like a uh, million dollars for like a, a townhome, you know. So <laughs> there's a trade-off. You know? There's a reason why it's expensive, though. You know. Um, all right. So um, I was just gonna say. Well, I was gonna say. Tell us a little bit about the tournament you got coming up. But if you want, yeah, that's exactly what. I was okay. Say. Cool. For the like to summarize, for the layman that has no idea about the PFL tournament, there's a million dollar uh, big prize, right? Yeah. And. Um, so you have to fight three times to make it into the tournament. Two nope, times? Two. Two times to make it into the tournament. And now it's an eight-man tournament, correct? Correct. So, so explain to us yeah, explain so us how it works. Fighting for the Professional Fighters League. They're trying to make uh, make it like any NFL, NBA, anything where, where you have the uh, regular season, then you have your playoffs, and then you have your championship. So... Uh, since we got started late this year, and from what I understand, maybe uh, I believe next year there's going to be three fights to make it into the mm-hmm. to the postseason. But uh, this year we got started in June, so we had two fights: June, July, mm-hmm. and then uh, in those two two fights, you earn points. You get three points for a win, zero for a loss. You get an additional three points for a first round finish, two points for a second round, one point for a third. So you can earn a total of six, five, four, three points right. for the victory so after those two two fights uh the top eight guys with the most p- 
points, we'll move on to the playoffs. So now, this is it. Uh, this is it. Eight man tournament. Yes. With a million dollars. Yeah. With the final prize. Hell yeah. That's it. Uh, that's a tournament that I am dreaming to be a part of. Hopefully, I get on the next season. But I'm, like, that's a game changer. Absolutely. I'm yeah. so thankful. So blessed. Um, you have a question, Nick? Oh, sorry. I'm trying to make sure that my dog's not at home peeing on my couch, so I'm a little... <laughs> All so right. you, Curtis, so and Alistair are um, training together. Yeah. Uh, it was just you and Curtis before. Now it's Alistair, too. Uh, like I feel like you guys all learning from each other. How's that been? Man, it's it's funny how how much negative stuff I heard about Alistair before. Really? And just how he'd run through training partners and not take care of him knock out knock out knock mm-hmm. out you know next 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 and man he is uh 100% opposite than what I've heard and uh he's worked with me he's you know we've had some good rounds he's helped coach me helped this and that you know so uh having Curtis having Alistair man they're two two completely different guys two guys that I can learn so much from and uh I'm so impressed with Alistair and yeah so glad he's here that's awesome I've dr- I've drilled with Curtis and I've rolled with Alistair, and both of them like super cool guys, super like helpful. You know what I mean? Like real. Uh, um, they don't they're not trying to trying to trying to prove anything. You know what I yeah. mean? Which is like a very rare uh, commodity, like in training partners and stuff like that. So right, you know, why would they thing. be trying to prove to you? <laughs> I agree, but like I mean. That's true. This question, fair, fair this point. Question is like a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they don't have anything to prove unless you're trying to be the JV superstar. Trying JV to superstar. <laughs> trying to prove something against them. Yeah. Um, so uh, on our last. All right. So we're back. Sorry for the uh, unannounced break. Um, you know, sometimes your wives call you in the uh, most inopportune times and then they uh, don't want to get off the phone for five minutes. You guys so say I love you three times. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but they're worth it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Are you married, by the way? I am. Nice, cool. How long have you been married? Uh, six years. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Got, got a little five-year-old boy. Nice. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. His boy is like a real boy, too. He's not like a soft kid. He looks you in the eyes, shakes your hand. Yeah. I like that. Nice. He's my buddy. Nice. Yeah, That's cool, he's man. Like, he's just like a mini Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I'm really like excited for that, man. That's you know, it's coming up. Best thing soon. ever. That's what I've heard. N- yeah. Never knew how, mu- how much I'd love being a dad till I was. Yeah. Everybody says that. It's so hard for me to believe. So I sit there with my puppy, <laughs> and I'm like, like people say, like, oh, you won't, you're gonna love your kids more than you've ever loved anything. And I hold my puppy, and I'm like, how? <laughs> so I, on that note, I got a story for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the day my wife was getting induced, uh, I, it was like eight in the morning. I was downstairs with, uh, outside with my dad, and uh, had had my puppy out there. She's half black lab, half German short haired pointer. So mm-hmm. She's wiry, loves to hunt, loves to awesome. Uh, yeah, and loves fetch everything. And I, I remember sitting there, same thing. Uh, my, my dad asked me. Uh, Josh, how you feeling? And I'm and I'm like, to be honest, it's kind of weird, you know, because uh, I'm worried that I'm not gonna love my kid as much as I love my dog. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm okay, not let lying. me tell you, I love this dog because <laughs> to me, my dog's my girl. And yeah, dude, mm-hmm. I would throw down for, her. I would 
tear someone up. She'd whatever. kill for you too, though. Heck right? yeah, she's. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, you're a dog lover. Yeah. It's family. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like heck yeah. And uh, and I remember my dad just laughing and saying, "Just wait, you know, just wait and see." And and sure enough, man. And for me, it wasn't love at first sight. I, I remember sitting <laughs> there. You have to grow on you. <laughs> yeah. Really. I, 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 like like to some some people it's like oh it changed my life that instant this yeah thing. and for I, I remember holding them and thinking I love you you know like I didn't right really <laughs> of course of course I have the this is my potato right <laughs> I, I, I for me I of course I'm gonna take care of you I'm gonna do this and that yeah yeah but I I, I remember man like as right around the th- the third month I remember sitting there holding him and he looked at me and he's all and he smiles at me, and I'm just like, eh, you're kind of yeah. cool. You, I, I like you. I like you. <laughs> and, and man, I'm not lying. From that point on, it was like month by month, I loved him more and more. And once a six month hit, it was like every two weeks, hmm. just I got to know him more. I got to, and I'm just like, so his personality the, come through, yeah, dude. And the love, it's crazy how the love keeps growing. And and what I'll say is, uh. Uh, one thing that's blown me away is how every relationship you ever get in gets old. Every new car you mm-hmm. get gets old. Every new house you get gets old. This is the first thing in my entire life, first relationship, first thing in my life that five, over five years later, it hasn't gotten old. Yeah. Like, like I literally desire to be there when he wakes up. I literally desire. I want to be there when he goes to bed. Like, Everything about it is, it's I love it and it's it, it blows me away, it blows mm. me away. Ne- you know, and it's the whole thing. You don't know what you have until you have it. Yeah, you, know, you yeah, don't yeah. know what you had until you lose it. This and that, and and man, dude, I'm so yeah. That's, That's awesome. I love my boy. It's really cool. Yeah, that makes it? me want to get some girls pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get started tonight. Yeah. <laughs> now that you mention it, I'm on it. I got to see what this is about. <laughs> At least practice, you know. <laughs> you can't practice, fool. That's not. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This one didn't go so well. Practice round. <laughs> practice round. You can't do that. <laughs> All right. So actually, you know that kind of. Uh, leads in um, towards, it's kind of opening up what I think is probably a little bit of the answer to the question, one of the questions I was going to ask you, which is, last time we talked, um, we talked about uh, living a life not about yourself, right? That was, I think, the phrase that you used. So, um, uh, for a lot of people, it's hard to imagine, uh, it's it's hard to imagine fighting, and the life of fighting being that. So kind of like explain, and I think I know what you mean, but explain to a lot of people um, what that means to you and also like um, what that looks like to you, like h- how you do that within uh, this realm, you know? Yeah, I mean, so the first question was what? So uh, what, what, what does it mean to live a life not about, your, not about yourself? You know and I mean? for, for me, it's it's like everything, you know? You, you grow up, go through Christmas and back then it's about you you know what and your parents tell you oh one day you know it's better to give than receive yeah where's my toys you know? <laughs> and, and, and you can't comprehend it at that point in time but as we all grow up you start to learn wow it is better to give than receive you know uh i forget who it is uh one of the motivational tapes i've listened to they they talk about one of one of the most selfish things that you can do is give 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've heard that. You know, it's like because the rewards and the joys that come from giving is so much more than just taking, taking, taking. And for me, it's man, I I'm 35 years old now, and it blows me away how many conceited or selfish people there are. You know, and I've I, I've I've come up with a saying where you know you don't contribute to life until you realize that life's not about you. And to me, it's so true. Once, once we realize life's not about Josh Copeland, then I can actually do something towards... Takes the I pressure can, off, too. Yeah, true. A little bit, right? It lets you relax. Yeah. And, and man, it's... For me, I just want... I want to give. You know, I, I want... When I win, everyone wins. Mm-hmm. And, dude, it's... Uh, to live a life not about myself, man, that's... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I want whoever I come in contact with to, you know, be better people. You know, yeah. I, 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 I want the difference. I'm, I remember when we first met Josh back at Muscle Farm. Yeah. Uh, you took like, or we had just met, and uh, you took solid half hour. We started talking about ticket sales. And you took, you didn't even know me, but like you took a solid half hour. And we just sat there and had a conversation about ticket sales. I was, I was ready to make my pro debut at the time, still haven't made it. And um, you sat down, you broke it down to me, how you got to talk to, how you got to hit up everybody individually. And it's just, I was like, hell yeah, man, you didn't have to do that. But that was an example of how you can give. Like, you know, when people say give, they mean sometimes they think it's just money. No, it's your time, yeah, whatever, you know, uh, money, services. And uh, I'm 30 now, but it took me like just 28 years to start realizing that. Yeah, it does feel good to give. Yes. Yeah. I think at some at one point though, because I remember thinking, I remember being told that, and then like given, you know, and being like, eh, <laughs> I'd rather. <Does> yeah. <laughs> but then like you reach a certain point, and for me, I feel like that's something that like my, like my Christian faith has kind of changed in me. That is developing your situ- uh, um, appreciation for that. Because at first it didn't it didn't feel that good, but then like mm-hmm. you said, you reach a certain point where like uh, there's a certain point in you where it's like uh, it does it's it's better, you know yeah. what I mean? And like the the value that you get from that is like much much more than like a value that you can have from anything material, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and we kind of talked about so the did we mention the prize money for this tournament? Did, we, no. did you talk about that when we when you went over the the tournament format? It's a million dollars. Oh, that's kind of multitasking. Yeah. So the grand prize is a million dollars. Grand prize is a million. You get if you show up and just to lose, you go home with fifty. Okay. If you get that first W, you're guaranteed a hundred. You get the second W, you're guaranteed two hundred, and then the third is yeah. a million. Hell yeah. What what would you so. <clears throat> Hoping that I'm not walking into an awkward situation, and the answer is, well, I'm going to buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Uh, have you thought about what you might do with that, or do you, do you leave that in the in the no, future? I mean, I've I've thought, you know, yeah. for sure. And I mean, there's, I mean, w- one of my biggest things is, I like my inclination is to give. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like I uh, thinking of old coaches that I've had. And, couldn't pay you then, but hey, here's ten thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. just different things like that. But man, I uh, I also need to be smart, 
you know, and not course, yeah. let's not give it all away, <laughs> you know. And uh, just I'm I'm not the type of person who goes out and buys fancy cars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I could care less. Yeah, I, I'd rather be the millionaire driving my Jetta than uh, yeah, just be. I love seeing you get in that Jetta. It takes up half the it barely car. fits. <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll say I I had a 2002 Volkswagen Jetta, got 360 thousand miles Whoa. out of it, and it was a gas. You remember my blue one? Yeah. And then uh, uh, last year after I beat Mike Kyle, I came flew back from Seattle and uh, uh, had bad news. The first cylinder wasn't holding compression anymore. Engine died. Whatnot, so say goodbye to your baby. Sure enough, went on Craigslist 2002 Volkswagen Jetta and found this TDI. Yeah, and dude, I get 50 miles to a gallon. Yeah, how much? 50 miles to a what? gallon. What? It's diesel. Yeah, what? Yeah, and uh, most I've got was 630 miles out of 12 gallons of gas or 12 <sighs> gallons of diesel. That's the way to go. That's the way to go right there. <laughs> Let me and tell you, man. I love it. That's incredible. Let me tell you, me and Angelo, who some people can't hear or see, he's behind the camera. Working the magic. Young we we know, yeah, young Jamie. <laughs> we know some people, and he knows who I'm talking about. They've got a lot of really cool shit. You know, not a whole lot saved. <laughs> you know, not, not, a, a lot saved. <laughs> not a whole lot of actual money. You know, right? <laughs> um, which, so it's like that's a hard thing, though. When you get a, bit, a lot of money, or when you get some money, more money than you've had, yeah, really, it's hard to be like, I'm gonna hold on to this just in case you know especially when you have kids because you never know you know what I mean Very but, true. you know what's coming so um, you have anything you want to add I was gonna How, we can move have on have you been watching the press conferences between Khabib and McGregor no no um, I haven't I haven't, <laughs> I, haven't been, that I haven't been following much man that's I've got my eye on Dude, you got your eye on your prize yep, I'm I not even worried about af- that after this then it's time to start getting in Halloween mode then it's time to start getting caught up on other things, you know, but right now it's... Have you always been like that, focused on your goal and just like... Uh, I, Man, I'd say with the PFL, I'm more fo- focused than ever, that's yeah, for never. sure. Nice. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's a, a big it, opportunity. It's, you it's gotta, like you're saying, you, your dream is to make it to the tournament. Yeah. And the way that I fell into it, just being in the World Series before, you know, they get bought out, this and that, whatnot, and... Man, it is a. Uh, it's a position where I count my blessings. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I full advantage. Yeah, why? You have to honor it, but let's not by waste everything. They let's not have. waste it. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this: like, um, you being such nice, uh, a nice guy, um, and I mean that in a positive way because I feel like nowadays, for some reason, that has a negative. That can mean something guys, negative, but I don't mean it uh, the like new that. Word is kind. Kind is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Words always change. Uh, you, what are your emotions like when you go fight? Do you flip a switch, or do you just kind of still go in there with the same feelings, same mind? I'll, you know? s- I'll, I'll say, like, it, it's funny when people meet me and they're like, and they don't know I'm a fighter, and I'm just big goofy Josh, and yeah, hey, how are you? You know, just and then they find out, and then they're like, I can't picture you fighting this and that, you know, and and for me, it's like. The best way I can describe it is I'm a man and I like competition. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I I thrive to see where and what I can do. I Like, like 
to me, people ask me, oh, are you getting nervous about this, this and that? And I'm like, no, I, I don't get nervous. Well, I mean, there's certain amounts, but... Healthy uh, nervous. But for me, it's, uh, this is this is why I'm alive, uh, to test myself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to live just a normal life, go punch a clock, and uh, that's that's not what I feel I'm created for. You mm-hmm. want to find out what you're made of. Yeah, and, and it's it's something like... It's the test, you know. I mean, everybody wants. I mean, we've been in the octagon or the cage, whatever. And man, you're never more alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every sense is going. Every everything mm-hmm. is is going. You know, and and people pay a lot of money for to to have those kinds of feelings. Mm-hmm. And man, we're when we're in there, everything's going. Everything's the fine. ultimate reality. Yeah. Yeah. And go, yeah. I was gonna say that you strike me as somebody like me. Like I've never had any um, malicious feeling towards my opponents. Honestly, the opponents that have beat me, the opponents that I've beat, yep. doesn't matter. I am an obligatory fan of them after we fight. Like to me, I have ultimate, ultimate respect for them. Probably more than to more respect to my opponents than most other people because we're sharing this moment. Yeah, like we're going to battle, and there's nothing more pure than a battle for me. So, I, I don't, I don't get how you can. I mean, maybe I, I just haven't been in that situation, but like I, I think it's unnecessary to have those negative feelings. Like one thing to is to put on the show and you know have the fights, but deep down, I bet you even guys like McGregor, they have that respect for their opponents. Absolutely, because um, like you fighting. You know, like if you're already engaging in battle, then how can you not respect your opponent? Right. Yeah. It's but funny how many people like actually buy into like the the trash talking and stuff that happens from major major fights, and the people are like, "No, no, these guys they actually really hate each other." You know, it's like, all right, <laughs> and then they're hugging afterwards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like Did you that, hear that split second after well, that split ten seconds? After the fight ends, you see the true emotions mm-hmm. of the fighters. Mm-hmm. Like how they act right when that fight ends is how they really feel towards each other. Yeah, you know. And how rare is it that you see still hate after it's done? Very rare. Right? Yeah. Like, it never happens. It's very genuine, authentic respect that they show each other because yeah. they just share that moment together. That's what I was gonna say when you said that you've never had like malicious, or, like negative feelings towards your opponent. I would say the only one that I do. I, or that I did was I had an opponent where like after the fight went to like shake his hands and he, <laughs> he was, was like Meh. Yeah, yeah yeah and I was like I don't yeah whatever you know yeah he that he created that yeah yeah you didn't yeah. have that initially right. right yeah he created that did you see um, did you see I forget where I heard this uh, George St. Pierre was talking about how when they oh, were boy. no when he was fighting uh, Bisbing and Bisbing was talking all this crap and they ran into each other in the bathroom you see that? Oh, and you were sitting there just like, oh, yeah, like, I got a, you know, I just got the new Range Rover, this and that. And they're like, bullshitting and laughing. And then Michael Bisbee goes to walk back out. And he's like, all right, game face. Flips him off. And then he walks outside because <laughs> there was cameras outside. So. Right. <laughs> yes, right. Well, and just like the guy that didn't shake your hand, to me. You've, Still, you've, even him, deep down, he has respect for you. Yeah. He well, has no choice. You well, just beat his ass. Well, to me, it's like the guy that didn't shake your hand, it's it's a guy who hasn't realized life's not about him. 
yet. Mm, yeah. You know? And yeah. A, he was yeah. a very young guy, and that's kind of what I chalked that what I chalked that up to. Because yeah. I just feel like he hasn't learned that that yet. Yeah, yeah respect, definitely. man. So the other day, my uh, the guy for last, he posted a picture of him with both hands broken, and uh, he beat me. My last fight, he beat me, and and then. He but he shouldn't have. Huh? But he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> he got lucky. You're, you're welcome. Of course. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he had the picture of his both hands in the cast in the hospital and then a picture of him with his hand raised in our fight. Um, and he's like, this is what, a, you know, just two years ago, both my hands broke and now I beat a very game opponent, very tough opponent, whatever. And um, honestly, when I saw that picture, I, I liked it right away. And, the feelings that I have for him, even though he, I was the guy that he beat, the feeling that I have for him, like, good for you, man. Respect. Like, mm-hmm. a sincere respect. Like, you come back from that and you win. You know, even though it's me, I get it, but I could separate that. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Also, if you, like, have have a sense of, like, um, security or self, self-security, self like, uh, that you don't, when someone beats you, it's not like... It's not like, oh man, like, do I suck? Or yeah. it's, it's more yeah, like, congrats yeah. to you because I'm pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> exactly I am pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, we're getting, we're coming up on the time. Do you have anything you want to add? Or do you have any, do either of you guys I, have anything you want to add? I do, Josh, for somebody that hasn't even had an amateur fight yet and they're coming up. What advice do you have for them? They want somebody that wants to fight. They haven't fought yet. They're tra- they're getting into training right now, and they have they have all kinds of uh, dreams of becoming a fighter, but they haven't had their amateur fight yet. Uh, what advice would you have for them? Be patient. Mat time. Mat time. Mat time. Be a sponge. Watch it. I don't know. Uh, be patient, man. Be patient. Be yeah. a sponge. And don't don't jump into being pro too soon. You know? Yeah. Too many. Like I I I remember listening to Todd Duffy uh, back in the day. He sitting at the very old old grudge, and uh, I remember him telling me he's like, man, one thing, if I could do it all over again, I'd I'd go amateur and I'd fight every weekend what I could, because he basically jumped straight to the UFC no experience and mm-hmm. man you can't make up for that time mm-hmm. you can't make up for that experience and it's don't the, jump in too deep too fast yeah the more positions you can get in the more experience you can have the better you are you know everybody's looking for that shortcut too i, I i've gotten so many questions that people hit Perfect me up example is cm punk yeah right <laughs> and you can't right. And, yeah and even against the opponents that he had yeah and inexperienced yeah, you know yeah, yeah. photographers give me Still, yeah, still <laughs> yeah, um, but <clears throat> I get a lot of people asking me like, okay, so like I'm, I'm this age. Do you think I can uh, get here in, you know, can you think I can take my first fight in three months and be ready to turn pro in that I year? I just I'm watched like, this movie Never Back Down, <laughs> <laughs> and in three months the guy was world champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the biggest um, eye opener when I started fighting and. Because fighting was pretty much the first like long term. The warrior was pretty corny too. I like that movie. Oh, that was like yeah. the best. That was the Shot best fired. MMA movie that that they've made yet. Yeah, it's not saying much. They missed the mark, <laughs> but it was the best one yet. You're right. And there's a move. It there's a move that happens in that a jiu-jitsu move, and I wa- saw it in that movie, and I use it all the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what was I saying? I don't know. 
no. Well, I was I really interrupted. Hold it in. <laughs> it was oh, the biggest awakening I had was because fighting is the first long-term career that I've ever like uh, invested myself in. It was the first one, and I stuck with it. But I always had this idea and the way I would plan things when I was younger. Um, I remember it telling my friend I was because you know I, this was when I was very young, and I remember telling him like. All right, I want to play basketball and go to college, and then when I get done with college, I'm going to pick up the guitar and then get real good real fast. I'll be a rock star, and then I want to get into an astronaut program. I'm How like, I'm like five or six. Okay, I'm saying right. this, you know, but I had I had this idea from movies that a whole lifetime's worth of work can happen inside of one journey song. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> one, of one journey. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got into fighting. As, I remember when I so I did my first fight without training. It was like a smoker. And um, and I did okay on the feet because the guy didn't know anything either. But then he took me down and I lost on the ground. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go do jiu-jitsu for three months. And I'll come back and I'll be ready. And then I started doing jiu-jitsu. And then like three years later, I was like, okay, maybe I'm ready for a fight now. You know what I mean? It's like... Our perception of what it takes is always less. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, yeah. We don't see it. Like yeah. How far, how much you have to do to actually get where you want to go. Yeah. And there's no guarantees either. So on that note, be patient, Matt. Time. Be a sponge. Be a sponge. How can uh, how can people watch your fight, and how can they follow you um, on like social media and oh, stuff? Yeah, break other it than down that? on the on the Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So October fifth, the let's see, quarterfinals will be on Facebook Watch. So if you go, just search PFL MMA Live, and they'll stream all the quarterfinals live. And then, uh, so it's two weight classes, heavyweights and the featherweights will be going that night. Um, and then uh, the semifinals will be on NBC Sports. They'll start uh, 9, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So It's the same night? Same night. Oh, Two, yeah, two fights, one night. Fight. Nice, nice. So first quarterfinals is a two-rounder, semifinals is a three-rounder. So. Josh, I'm looking forward to seeing you represent, dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is your time. Do my best, always. This is your time. How can people uh, find you on social media? Uh, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all Josh Cudley Bear. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Um, If you like the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes or uh, Spotify. We're also now on uh, on YouTube. You can find us uh, on all three um, avenues or whatever the word is. You can find us on all three of those platforms. There you go. uh, At quotes and chokes. Um, You can follow the the uh, podcast on social media at quotes and chokes on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow me. At uh, on Instagram at Nick Angeloni one five five, and then on Facebook um, uh, at the Italian Stallion one five five. And you can follow me at, uh, at Prime underscore Time nine 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 on Instagram. All right, thanks everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>